Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Schott. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Redo. <laughs> Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, and I'm joined today by Tyler Fenwick, Associate Head Coach at University of Virginia. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I, uh, I'm home alone with my daughter this week, so it's the first time I've had baby Harper um, overnight with, without her mother, and uh, we're doing well. She's taking a big nap right now. <laughs> transitioning from the bassinet to the, uh, to the crib, so wow. that's... Um, she it's it's been moving day for her yeah i i don't i don't even i don't i'm so unparental i don't even know the difference what is a bassinet what's so the difference a bassinet between a bassinet is, and a crib pretty small and um the one that we had it's called a snoo so it actually okay. it'll rock and provide white noise during the night and then Ooh. if she cries it'll hear that and it'll start to rock a little bit more and um but it, it's just something you can have next to your bed and right by you and now now she's a big girl and she's <laughs> at eight months and she's moving <laughs> moving into her crib and um yeah it's that's a big transition for a little one i'm sure yeah that's but that but that sounds great <laughs> just yeah. uh just batching it for the week as my dad used to say <laughs> <laughs> for sure just uh just hanging out with the kiddo and the two dogs Seriously, I we would eat what it, it, every meal my mom was gone, we would have scrambled eggs for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I am very fortunate to have a wonderful wife, and she actually prep mealed me every lunch and dinner for while I'm away. And I am, I, <laughs> I am a very lucky man. That's pretty awesome. That's, yeah, yeah, I will find a creative way to make it back to her tenfold. <laughs> uh, well, that sounds great. I'm, I'm happy to hear you're doing well. Let's let's get into <clears throat> how how Virginia swimming's doing. Um, let's do it. So I guess you know to start things off. Are you guys swimming right now? What's what's training um, looking like for UVA? Our 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 team is is swimming in Charlottesville and. Um, we're we're not allowed to coach them yet so um there um there's two pools rented they're able to go there and 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 swim um there's there's times during the day that they they can do that um they have practices but um at this point um we we're not allowed to coach them but um that could change in the very near future um i know fall sports at virginia started back as a beat yesterday so um, they're back, back on grounds at Virginia, and they're practicing and following all the safety protocols. So I, I, I do feel that swimming, swimming will be, will be coming soon. Gotcha. Wow. So yeah, that's that's pretty big news. Um, yeah. And so you know, if if you can't coach them, um, what are you looking for? You know, it, it, it for for them to be getting out of swimming right now. I think right now we're we're just so glad they're, they're in the water. And, and we have had a lot of people really, they've been creative during this break. 
some people have gone and found Airbnbs with pools. They've gone to states that have pools open. Others are tethered uh, to the side of the pool in a small backyard pool. Kids are wearing wetsuits and going out on lakes. So it's our team, I've got to give them credit, has been amazingly um, opportunistic in terms of finding bodies of water. And um, they've done a great job. I think at this point, we're, we're taking the approach that everybody is coming back to swimming after, after a pretty good break. And they've been doing a wonderful job on their own. They've been doing their dry land. They've been staying in shape. Um, but at this point, it's a lot of aerobic work, um, some skill work mixed, mixed in there, and, and basic things that we'd be doing anyway at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean that, and and do you have uh, captains leading those practices? Did is, is it kind of a free for all? Uh, <laughs> what's... There's there's actually um, there's there's a volunteer in Charlottesville that's that's helping okay. out with those workouts. So um, he doesn't have any affiliation with UVA, but he's one of the summer club coaches for um, a former summer club coaches for one of our athletes. So he's, okay. he's helping direct things a bit and, and he's done an outstanding job. That's awesome. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah. um, for, for a lot of the teams that I've seen in Austin, that's kind of the case too. Kind of got to yeah. get your coaches where you can find them, um, mm-hmm. following all the NCAA rules. And so, yeah. um, you know, so that's just the male guy. Uh, so, <laughs> All good. <laughs> so that's that's how your current team's doing, and I'm glad to hear it. Um, what yeah. what is recruiting for you guys looking like right now? Right now, we're we're taking it pretty slow, and and we're rolling with it. It's um, there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered. Um, I I have to say that UVA has been pretty wonderful throughout this process. Um, we're not only getting email updates weekly, sometimes more than once a week from the athletic department in the school, but we've also been able to meet live as an athletic department um, on Zoom each week. And, and so they'll update us with the most recent legislation, what the plans are, but then also we can ask questions. And that's really, with this process right now, with COVID hanging over everything, the ability to get good information um, out is, is, is critical. And so we're getting information from our athletic department. We're understanding more of, okay, this is the path things are going to head on. But then we're able to also get that out to recruit. Um, and, that, and that's really important because there's so many rumors right now. There, there's so many things. Um, out there that that are, have truth to them but aren't necessarily true so we're trying to we're trying to relay those points um we're we're talking as we normally would um one thing that's really changed um for me is zoom and facetime um i have done very few phone calls throughout the last four months um, it's been, I, I've really made it a point to make sure I'm face to face with people over zoom, um, or over FaceTime. And I think there's a, a whole other element to the conversation that, um, I really, really enjoy. You get a lot more out of it. Yeah. What, uh, I mean, I think, I feel like things have taken a more long form, uh, format, 
uh, you know, we're, we're doing a podcast now. I never thought I'd be talking to people <laughs> for 45 minutes at a time. It's kind of wild, but you know, yeah. I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting used to it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally used like this spot right here. I'm in my chair <laughs> and <laughs> I've got my computer monitor in front of me. I think I've, uh, I, I have burned a hole in the seat. It's, uh, I, I've spent a lot of hours here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something that I'll take from COVID into the future that I don't see myself being on the phone very much in the future. I, I really have enjoyed FaceTime. And Zoom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are, are there specific things that, that you, you've kind of come to enjoy about them? Because I know I talk to a lot of people and they're like, I don't, I don't want to have another Zoom call <laughs> for the rest of my life. I'm sick of Zoom. Well, uh, what are you enjoying about it? <laughs> I think that what I enjoy, a lot of the people I'm talking to, I can't have a face-to-face conversation. Um, even after COVID, these are people that live around the country, live around the world. And so instead of just hearing a voice and having a conversation over the phone, I'm able to look them in the eye. I'm able to see body language. I'm uh, able to see how they're reacting. Sometimes they'll, they'll show me what they're up to. Um, mm-hmm. it's, or I can show them what I'm up to. I, um, we discovered we have a pumpkin patch in our, our uh, backyard right now. I, I dumped some gourds that my mom had bought and put in planters and over the side of our deck. And all of a sudden, these big leaf things pop up. And so I look them up online and I realize, okay, we're growing pumpkins. But it's, it's just, it's more interactive. And I think that that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing beats face-to-face, though. Yeah. Yeah, and unexpected pumpkin patches. I know, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think Harper will enjoy that come the fall. No kidding. Yeah, you're just, you're yeah. just prepping for Halloween, exactly. which is every kid's favorite holiday. <laughs> yeah, we prep for that 24-7, 365 around here. <laughs> uh, so, so on the topic of recruiting, uh, Virginia j- just had a, a commit, um, Kamal Muhammad. Um, for the yeah. class of 2022. And, uh, you know, we were kind of talking before this um, for a few days about, um, you know, you haven't seen a lot of kids uh, who are sophomores, juniors, um, you know, taper since December, you know, and they might oh. go a whole nother year, year and a half without actually having a real taper meet. And so mm-hmm. um, what is what is this UVA staff's mentality, I guess, behind recruiting when you don't you don't have a lot of data to go on sure i think that um with with kamal and i i do i do want to clarify that a bit we've been we've been recruiting kamal for the last year so he was originally in that 2021 class Mm -hmm. so it's um and then he reclassified to 2022 so that's that's a little different case here. I don't, I, I think the main thing, I don't want people to feel pressured. Like, oh man, there's already a commit in 2022. Um, because I don't think that's the way to go about this process. Um, with COVID hanging over everything, it has impacted. And well, the nice thing about swimming is we have objective data on every, every person that we're recruiting. And so typically that data includes two full years of high school and then the summer after their sophomore year. And I mean, I coached high school swimmers for a long time and I know that they, they can have the breakout meet of their life at any meet. 
And it, and it can happen like that. I've coached 16 year old boys that had junior Olympic cuts and six months later they have Olympic trials. It's, it's just things happen quick when you're in high school and things click at times. And I think our approach right now is to get to know people, to do our homework. So we're watching video and we're talking to, to club coaches all over the country and get, getting to know um, getting to know the athletes, talking to their parents, and then just kind of letting things happen right now. And, and with, in the back of our minds, like, I feel like junior nationals this, this December could be the greatest junior nationals in history. It, <laughs> it will be the show of shows because you, you're going to have all of these kids that haven't committed in it or haven't raced in a year. And, and all of a sudden they're going to, and they're all getting back in the pool now and they're going to have the opportunity to race after a year of not racing. I think the time drops are going to be fantastic. Um, You're going to see kids coming out of heat one that are just exploding onto the scene and um, it'll be cool. I hope I'm in the front row at one of those meets. Yeah. I, I hadn't even thought about that, but certainly that has the potential to, to, to set off some real fireworks. Um, I'm excited about it. Now, so, so, so you're taking a more relaxed approach, you know, getting to know yeah. people, kind of taking it slow. Um, I, I don't know if you can answer this, but this it piqued sure. my curiosity. So, are you are you guys able to offer scholarships right now, or, or scholarship money to certain recruits? Um, we we can. Uh, that's that's not something that we're doing. You can't put it in writing um, okay. yet. But I mean, you could certainly do that. Um, you could discuss it, but it's, again, we're not, this is a tough situation. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not sure official visits are going to happen this fall. And, um, I, I, I think that's, that's very, very tentative right now. Um, maybe with a lean towards they're not going to happen at all. And so to, to start talking money with kids three weeks into this, it's, it just seems a little ahead of things and it's, and it could put undue pressure on young people that are already have a lot of pressure on them. Um, and are, it, this is a point where they're pretty inundated with, uh, with calls and emails. So at some point um, that could certainly happen, but it's, it's definitely not something that, that we're looking at right now. And, and just, you know, I, I don't actually know this for a fact. Yeah. Um, so if you could give give me and our audience a little clarity. So if an athlete commits to a school, and, th- and this doesn't yeah. have to be UVA specific, an athlete commits yeah. to a school, you know, say they're a sophomore or a junior, um, and then they make a big time drop. Are you able to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of renegotiate their verbal contract sure. and say, hey, we'd like to offer you this much scholarship, whereas before we, mm-hmm. we weren't? Yeah, and that's, that's absolutely. Um, and I, I think that that's, that's a smart thing to do too. It's um, you, you want to reward someone for, for outstanding performance. And we do that routinely with people on the team, regardless, um, whether it's academic contribution, whether it's kind of leadership at the pool, outside of the pool um, or in the water, we routinely increase scholarships, but it's, um, it's definitely something that, that we would talk about and, and perhaps do it. Um, that's a reasonable request. Mm-hmm. The thing about college um, swimming, and, and once they do sign, 
you, you're never allowed to alter a scholarship. Um, like a scholarship remains what it was. All that can happen with a scholarship unless there's a huge infraction or team rule rules broken is the scholarship can go up. So um, it's pretty much what you sign for is what you're guaranteed. And, um, and that scholarship can go up. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's something that we could visit because I think you're right. There's going to be a lot of big, big drops. It's, it's bound to happen. It has to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems, it seems certainly seems like it could be that way, especially um, with, without an NCAAs this year, you know, for, for the current college student. Um, yeah. And so that kind of leads, you know, we, we announced yesterday that the Ivy league is mm-hmm. uh, going on their own path. You know, they're kind of, <laughs> let's see, uh, expected to push all fall sports to spring of 2021. Yeah. And, and that's, um, you know, that, that could impact a lot of things. And uh, mm-hmm. so in terms of, you know, this year we saw a lot of conference meets happen, you know, every ACC yeah. competed within themselves, Pac-12, Ivy League, you know, everyone had their conference meet, but no NCAAs, no, no big shebang. Um, mm-hmm. how, you know, how do you see the Ivy League pushing fall sports to 2021 in the spring? Um, do you think that could have a ripple effect in, in swimming? I do. Um, and I think I respect the Ivy League for their decision. And I think that they had assessed the landscape and made a decision that they thought was, was best for their student athletes. And um, I, where, where I see it impacting swimming is the Ivy League um, has a big impact when it comes to NCAAs. And and so what I wonder is, okay, fall sports were moved to the spring. What is the status of winter sports? And if winter sports are moved to the spring as, as well, well, then essentially what it would look like is the Ivy League will compete against the Ivy League um, this year and, and perhaps will not be involved in the NCAA, which would be a big loss for the NCAA. Um, seems like every year we have Ivy League swimmers breaking out in NCAAs and having fantastic performances. Um, I'll make a Dean Ferris reference right now because I know the viewers love Dean Ferris. You got it. We all do. <laughs> but uh, it's, um, I, think it, I think it would have an effect. And, um, but we have yet to see what, that, what the plan is for winter sports. Yeah. So, so for you personally, you know, if, if, if all conferences were to adopt a model like that, and say sure. we we had another year of you know there's conference meets and no NCAA's. Um, Good question. And in the in a 2020 2021 season, yeah. how do you think that affects you know motivations throughout the year? Um, because because also you still have Olympic trials. Um, do you think sure. you'd see more red shirts? Do you think kids would be less motivated, more motivated? What what do you think that might look like? I think that we definitely would see more red shirts for sure. Um, you, you'd see Olympic waivers there. Um, and I, I, I think in a, in a sense, it would be sad. You don't have NCAAs for, for, for two years. Like that's the pinnacle of, of college sports. And it's something that kids dream about um, for, from the time they're little. It's, uh, it's, it's winning NCAAs. It's jumping in the pool when you win. And, I, I think that 
in terms of motivation, that's, um, that's a perspective. And I think that people, people can find motivation wherever they look for it. And I think that coming into this season, we can't take swimming for granted anymore. And the fact that we're able to train together and be together as a team, the fact that we're able to compete together throughout the season, if that culminates in a conference championship, so be it. And, and man, we would be celebrating like crazy. It's um, because there's just so much appreciation for what we have and the opportunity to compete at all. And, and we lost that for a while. And um, I have no doubt that people, people would be very motivated and eager to get going with the season and, and excited about what took place in February. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it just thinking about it. <laughs> So I'm going to, I'm going to run with this theory for one more question. Do so it. yeah, cause now I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking, yeah. you know, a conference meet, um, you know, in CAAs there, there's no meet like it, you know, and, and for the bigger teams for the Cal, Georgia, Texas, you know, NC state, I'm sure you guys are, 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 are your fan section, at least I'm sure they're strong. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to get strong, a lot stronger in the next few years. Um, you know, it's like, when when you have a good a good squad there it it can be a riveting meet but for a lot of teams you know they have 10 or less athletes they have less than half their teams there and uh and it's a lot different than a conference meet where you've pretty much got the whole team there and it's Mm -hmm. it's a pretty special environment i mean i'm I'm thinking especially of secs and and big 12s Mm -hmm. when it's combined men and women um you know, do you think that if there was only only conference championships this season, and, mm-hmm. and everyone knew that going in, and everyone, you know, yeah. th- there could there could be kind of a virtual NCAA's where you just combine the results, and um, do you think people could could get excited for that and, and get up and go? Yes, <laughs> I absolutely do. You know, we're competitors, and we 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 like a challenge. That's it's built in a swimmer and divers DNA. So we're, um, yeah, we, I, I, I think people, if we can't have NCAA, get creative. I know um, Todd has been talking with uh, Greg Meehan. He's been talking with Eddie Reese and um, we're planning on having a meet the end of September and we're going to shave and taper a lot of kids. And, um, and there's the potential there for a virtual meet between us and other teams. Um, or the few teams that may come to UVA for the meet and uh, against the rest of the nation. So it's, um, no, we're, we're constantly trying to find ways to compete, um, not just amongst ourselves, but with, with everyone else that's out there that, that wants that challenge. And no, I, I think that could be really exciting. There'd be a lot of hype around those conference meets, though. It, Man. I mean, and... I mean, yeah, obviously NCs is, is the pinnacle, but yeah, if you have if you have five yeah. different meets and each one is kind of like a mini NCAA's where where everyone's sure. kind of gunning for it, then I don't know. And have we seen that before, where every exactly. team in the com- country has gunned for their conference championship? Like it's, um, I mean, I mean that could be a spectacular environment. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, I, I I could see that being really cool. <clears throat> yeah. And it, yeah, obviously not in C's, but hey, it, it could have some potential and it could be our best option. Who, who knows? Yeah. Um, so uh, 
you know, in terms of a fall season, you know, you just mentioned a mm-hmm. potential dual meet end of September uh, with yeah. with non conference opponents. Mm-hmm. You know, can can you guys even plan a schedule yet, or or what what can you guys do in terms of just trying to plan for it if sure. a fall season happens? So we're we're planning um, as if things that we realize this season will be unlike any other season. And, and we're, we're, we're absolutely planning for that. At the same time, we're, we're planning to go business as usual with dual meets, with championship meets. Um, I know we're, we're planning on headed down to Tennessee this year for the Tennessee invite. Um, we're, um, we're, we still have our dual meets set up. There's been some dual meets that we have, we've had to cancel um, or have been canceled because of athletic department policies. And those are mostly um, out of conference. So they're, they're meets that schools aren't allowed to travel all the way to Virginia or we, we can't travel all the way to them. We are having a tri-meet with Florida and Florida State um, this fall, which will be something new for us. That'll be at Florida State. That should be a very cool meet, um, yeah. a very fast meet. And, and we're excited about that too. So we'll, we'll be on a bit of a bus ride there. <laughs> no kidding. We love the bus. But, we love the bus. <laughs> Did you guys bus to Knoxville last, last oh, winter? Yeah. Oh how, yeah. How, that's not that far, is it? We bus to Auburn. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah. The bus is great. We bus awesome. to Georgia when we go to the Georgia invite. Yeah. No, it was, <laughs> the bus is, but it's funny. Like you're at Virginia. So what are the Virginia kids doing on the bus? they're studying like they're they're there <laughs> highlighting books they're on their laptops typing they're either doing that or they're sleeping yeah a typical swimmer is t- <laughs> for sure is there a best bus story do, do you have a memorable moment from a bus trip oh man I, yeah actually i have a great story um i wasn't on the bus so i was in tennessee and uh-huh. we swam south carolina um in Columbia, and there was rain in the forecast. Fine, rain's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we get on the buses and we head back home, and um, and we're on our way. And to get to Knoxville from Columbia, you have to go through the mountains. You have to go through Asheville. Well, <laughs> we we get closer to Asheville, and the snow started, and it got real bad. And so I'm, I'm following the bus and all of a sudden I see all these red brake lights in front. Mm-hmm. There must've been four miles worth of cars, trucks, buses, standstill, middle of the snow. Um, and so I'm in the car with Lance Asti and we, we make a right and, and we, we get off at the exit and we're frantically trying to find a hotel. They're all booked. We talked our way into a hotel, um, and and so we got a room somehow. Um, but meanwhile, the team is on the bus, stuck in this snowstorm, and they were there overnight. And apparently, they had the time of their lives. They were singing, they were having fun. Like the, I mean, the bus was was still heated. The TVs worked. Like everything was fine. There was plenty of food, plenty of water. But um, that was not a fun bus experience. <laughs> Wait, and so the team slept on the bus overnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's wild. And, 
and I, yeah, we had, we had been in my car separately. I, I thought we were going to wind up sleeping in my car overnight. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> fortunately we, we got, we hit a streak of luck there that night. Nice. That's, yeah. that's pretty great. I've never heard a bus yeah. story like that. <laughs> that was, that was a crazy bus story. <laughs> I will uh, never forget that night. I, that sounds exceedingly memorable. Um, yeah. So, so I guess to, to wrap things up, what are you, sure. what are you, Tyler, uh, focused on right now, just in terms of, you know, getting, getting through day by day, kind of trying, trying to improve you and your team? Sure. I, I think with the team, we're always putting challenges out there. And I, I think that that's, we've, we, we've met with the team as men's team, as a women's team, the whole team on Zoom, we've done lots and lots of individual conversations um, with coaches and athletes, met with our groups, we're texting. So communication is, is, is strong. And, and we just, we want to keep our eye on the ball. And um, I know we have two exceptional teams that, that have great shots of, of winning this year, winning things this year. We like to win things at Virginia. So um, we're, we're, we're getting excited about that the closer we're getting to going back to school. It, personally, um, I, I've used this time to, certainly to better myself. I, I've had the opportunity to read a ton. Um, I, UVA, I was very fortunate at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, they paid for me to um, take a program through Oxford, University of Oxford and the Syed School of Business. So I, I went through a pretty rigorous executive leadership program um, through, through them. And that was very, very cool. Um, I've also, like, as a hobby, I've gotten very into the stock market and investing. So that's, that's uh, like, CNBC is on my TV <laughs> pretty much all day long. I've heard so, it's a good time to do that. <laughs> it's a very, very good time <laughs> to do that. Um, at some point, the... Uh, the floor may fall out, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been cool. And I, I learn a lot that way. And it's a really nice, it's, it's a good hobby. Um, and, and I think the other silver lining in all this is I have an eight month old daughter and, and a beautiful wife. And I would never normally get this sort of time with my family. And I've been able to spend a tremendous amount of time with them. And man, do I appreciate it. Um, it's, it's been awesome. So I've, I've enjoyed all the family time and we have date night every night. We play with the little one and go on walks and it's, it's been great. Well, that's, that's all so great to hear. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much for, for your time and, and sharing some of your insight into uh, the UVA strategies. and, and swim sure, Coleman, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll have to bring you on again soon uh, to, to, to get another update on, on Charlotte. Anytime. Anytime. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.